We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. to another episode of Why Won't You Date Me, a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though I will let you put your dick in my ear. (laughs) Oh, I'm running low on these. My guest today, you know him, you love him, you've seen him on Ant- or you've seen him in Ant-Man, 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, Superstore, uh, Son of Zoran, I Feel Bad, just a whole bunch of stuff. Yes, yes. You've had such a nice career. Johnny Pemberton. Uh, Do I say your last name right? Pemberton? Yeah. I, honestly, I like it when people say it other ways. I feel like <laughs> I don't, it's fun to hear someone say your name in a way like, oh yeah, I would, I would not say it that way. I thought it was Pembleton. Pimbleton, but I then I was like, I think I'm very wrong. So then I looked up your uh, Wikipedia page or your yeah. IMDb, and there was no L. And I said, mm, mm-hmm. Yes, I've been wrong. I've been very wrong. You could say it's you could say Pendleton, which is a um, brand of shirts. And it blankets. is. Yes, Pendle Penderton. What did you say, Pimbleton? A Pendleton. Pendleton. I think there's a Pendleton uh, store in the Portland airport. There definitely is. That's the first place <laughs> I bought a blanket there. Wait, really? Oh, yeah. I was very excited to – because I like Pendleton aside from that being my name. I just mm. really enjoy the uh, products made of wool. <laughs> well, there you go. I think wool's too hot. <laughs> it can be too hot, but, you know, if the right wool at the right time can actually be cooling. <laughs> oh, boy. The right wool at the right time. <laughs> can be can be can a cooling be cooling, effect. A, a cooling effect. Johnny, we don't really know each other very well. No, we don't, but we've we've, we've done been shows same together rooms many times. Many, yeah. many, many times. Right. Where did you grow up? Grew up in Minnesota. Oh, don't yeah. you know? That's that's technically the place that is that town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where in Minnesota? In Rochester. I have no idea. Is that near Minneapolis? Yeah, everything is near Minneapolis to okay. some extent, but okay. it gets kind of near. It's where the Mayo Clinic is. The Mayo Clinic? 
Why yeah. do I know what that is? It's like this big hospital that um Oh it's sort of like if WebMD was a physical location. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So if I get a little cup, get on a plane, go to the Mayo Clinic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of you see a lot of famous people who go there to have treatment done. Oh. Mayo Clinic is so famous mm-hmm. that Jesse Jackson was there one year on Martin Luther King Day. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. You got to celebrate at the hospital. <laughs> I don't think he wanted to be there, but he was there. And when did you move to L.A.? I'm not sure exactly what day it was, but I think it was, uh, <laughs> I've been here for a long time, but I had mm-hmm. like 12 or 13 years. Oh, dad. Yeah, this is my home now, I feel Oh, like. okay. You look so youthful. That's what happens when you drink baby's blood <laughs> every morning. Yum, yum, yum. Baby's blood. Uh, are you single? No, I'm married. You are married. Yeah. I didn't know that. How long have you been married? Not that long, about a year. Okay. Literally just a year, as of like last week. Really? Congratulations. Yeah. Thank Happy you. anniversary. Thank you. Is that the paper anniversary? It is a paper anniversary. Is it? I just learned that the other day because I was like, what should I get her for anniversaries? Like the paper stacks I, of cash. Yeah, what is it? Okay, I didn't think about that. <laughs> that would have been a good gift. Just a what bunch did you of cash. Get her? We went to Disneyland. Oh, that's cute. So it was a gift that's not a gift, like a gift of an experience. But the ticket is paper? Uh, technically, no, because I didn't print anything out. Ooh. It was We have annual passes. Okay. Oh, you do? Have you been there before? To Disney World? Or Disneyland. Disneyland. I've been to Disney World. Okay. I went twice in my youth. Uh, the first time I went, I was maybe like five or six. All the pictures of me, I looked very unhappy. I'm frowning. <laughs> I, I think I was it. the same way. Hmm? When I went to Disney World the first time, yeah? I was very unhappy. But now as an adult, you like it? I like it pretty good. I'm not like a Disney freak, okay. but I do. I can enjoy it. If I take the right amount of LSD, I will have a good time. Did you take LSD? I did. And you had a great time? Uh, I feel like yeah. I would like freak out if I took a psychedelic. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't think you would if you've taken psychedelics before. Mm-hmm. Then you'd be good. Hmm. You don't have to take a lot. Well, just a little bit. Just a little bit is just enough to sort of like make things have a little extra sheen to them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I, um, the first time I took acid, I candy flipped. I think that's oh, what it's okay. called. So you didn't really take acid and you took it with Molly. a roll. Yeah. Or ecstasy. Yeah. Hippie flipping. I or hippie flipping. Something. I, well, I think hippie flipping I'm, is mushrooms and acid. Is it? Okay. I think. I'm glad I don't really know because I've never done that. Uh, I haven't done mushrooms and acid, but I just got mushroom capsules. Uh-huh. Which is going to be, I've never done that yeah, before. Yeah, people love that stuff. Yeah, because it's microdosing, and I've just learned about that, and that's just to, like, get through the day being happy. It is kind of, I've done it a bunch. I actually one time tried to microdose myself, and I ended up doing the opposite of mm. that, and mm. taking, like, a massive load of LSD that was crippling. Oh, dang, what happened? Yeah. It's a pretty long story, but basically it was a Wednesday. I'd like to hear it. It was Wednesday just like today. Okay. I even had a podcast to do later that day. Uh-huh. And I went hiking. I, I had some, One of my friends gave me some liquid LSD for, mm-hmm. my, for Christmas. Okay. And it was like a tiny vial. It was the smallest amount of liquid you can imagine. As far as like, you know how liquid it kind of has like the surface tension where mm-hmm. it's basically, it looks like someone dumped something out of there and whatever was left because they didn't properly shake okay. it out. That's how much liquid is in there. <laughs> so I had to, um, what do you say? I had to dilute it, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not a chemist. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll get a pipette, one of those like those special glass straws. Mm-hmm. I ordered it from Amazon, did that. And I tried to dilute it uh, to put it on like Altoids, you know, to mm-hmm. for little microdoses, like 30 mics each. 
And I was trying to do that. It was like maybe 10 a.m. on a Wednesday morning. And I sort of gave up. Like, I, I don't have the right stuff to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to fuck with this right now. So I dumped out all the liquid in the pipette back into the vial. And then I was like, well, there's nothing left. So I'll just clean out the vial, the pipette with water and just drink drink that. Mm-hmm. So I did that thinking that I was sure nothing was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I was convinced I was going to be a just, I really wanted to microdose that day. And I thought nothing's going to happen. So I go to a, I'll go on a hike by myself real quick. It was a nice day because it was overcast and kind of rainy. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, all the quick and crazies are at home. So it's just me I clung, clung, going up the hill. And I kind of start to feel like it hit me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then it just starts to just ramp up significantly to the point where I realized, oh, shit. I had to get up my phone and cancel everything I had to do that day. I had mm-hmm. to go to like a dinner that night. And I canceled everything like, diff- with difficulty because I could mm-hmm. barely text. I was tripping so <laughs> fucking hard. I could barely like, I can't make the podcast. I overdosed on LSD. Send. <laughs> and it, oh, and then next thing you know. Started raining pretty hard. <clears throat> yeah, I was just in a bad way. I went back down, uh, got in my car, and I was not to drive. I couldn't mm-hmm. possibly drive. Even if I decided that was a good idea, I couldn't even physically do it. Got another jacket out, and there was, there was a park ranger mm-hmm. in there. So I thought I was going to get arrested mm-hmm. or whatever. I walk home. It's like a two-mile walk home in the pouring rain. I'm just like losing my mind because I keep seeing mailmen pop out everywhere. Oh, no. Yeah, I get home. I vomit a bunch in the carpet and like just basically, I don't know. I had like a like almost a full ego meltdown mm-hmm. kind of thing. But eventually my girlfriend got home and, uh, you know, she brought me some McDonald's, <laughs> which helped out. Mm-hmm. And it started uh, – for a while I was just sitting in a beanbag just trying to – Hold on to reality for like three <laughs> hours. It was it was rough. It was definitely rough. Drugs are funny in a way where they are fun mm-hmm. if you do it right. Right, yeah. But then the, it's so hard to calculate how to do it right. So when you do too much, you're just like, well, cross the line and now I'm going to die. Yeah, I thought I was going to die. Mm-hmm. I was actually laughing at the idea of living. <laughs> I thought it was preposterous. Like, ha, ha, I'm alive. Well, how ridiculous is that? Uh, I truly identify with that so much. And not yeah. on drugs, I identify with it because life is very hard sometimes. It is. It's like, oh, you have to do everything every day? Everything every day. And then you don't really get a break unless you call and text people. And you're like, I'm not going to do it today. Uh, yeah. I don't know when I'll start again, but I'm tired. There's nothing in this world better than canceling something. Oh, I love <laughs> canceling things. I canceled something yesterday oh. that was like obsessing over it. You ever do that mm-hmm. thing where you're like obsessing over this thing mm-hmm. and you realize, oh, this thing is ruining my life. Yes. Why don't I just cancel it instead of mm-hmm. dealing with it? Like, oh, I, I have to deal with this. I have to deal with mm-hmm. this thing that I'm obsessing over. I did that two days ago. I like woke up and was like, I'm like actually pretty tired and I yeah. just got done traveling a bunch. And I was like, I physically, I don't think I can get out of bed right now, and I'm not going to. So I, like, canceled it, slept in, and was like, eh, okay. nobody fucking cared. <laughs> Everyone was like, yeah, we'll just reschedule it. And I was like, what? What? Yeah. Why do I bend over backwards to do shit all the time if we could just reschedule it? Exactly. Oh, boy. How did you meet your now wife? Uh, the best way possible. Uh, she saw me doing comedy. Really? Years ago. Like before oh, I was, I mean, I, I must have been sort of good, but it was definitely, it was a long time ago. We've been together for a long time. How long? 
like, oh, it was almost as long as I've lived here. Like I met her oh, like dang. a year and a half after I moved here. Wow. Yeah, so. So she saw your show. She approached yeah. you? She actually messaged me on MySpace. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. She messaged me on MySpace and I was do like, Do you remember oh what the message is or I, was? Yeah, I do. It was something like, I think something as simple as you were really funny mm-hmm. last night. Something something very basic like that. Just a really basic, you're funny compliment. Mm-hmm. And I saw her profile. I was like, oh my God. Uh, get a compliment from this person. So I was racked my brain. What's like the, the wittiest, best way mm-hmm. to come back to that? Like also exhibiting the, my personal taste and, you know, all this kind of dumb crap that mm-hmm. probably wasn't necessary. But I think I I saw that she had rollerblades on some picture. I think I also saw that she liked black metal, mm-hmm. which I was kind of into it a lot at the time. Black metal? Which is like the Norwegian shit, the guys who burned down churches. It's like, it's kind of, I mean, it's it's had its day. I truly have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Is this music? It's music. It's oh, metal, okay. but it's really hard, really kind of coarse Okay. Metal. The, the guys wear um. They wear face paint. It's called corpse paint. They look like, they look like really dramatic. Okay. Bizarre. Cool. Super. It's very Scandinavian. Okay. Super Scandinavian. Fair. And it's it was uh I was kind of into that back then and I mm-hmm. I think I jokingly responded like something about do you use your rollerblades to get away from churches after you burn them down something like mm-hmm. that and then that was when we started talking a lot. By on instant message. That's very cute. It was it was super cute. It gets cuter by the day. Do you remember what your first date was? Um, yeah, sort of. She would argue about this because I am not a very good person, and I never really <laughs> took her on a lot of proper dates. It was like me trying to be really cool and mm-hmm. not and scared to be because I think I was really scared to get hurt. So I was mm-hmm. the thing where I didn't want to do like a date date because that meant that calling out the thing as what it actually was. Mm -hmm. I think our first date was something, it wasn't even a date. I think we went to UCB to see a show. um, Because I was like, I lived like a few blocks from there at the time. And I was, Mm -hmm. all I did was perform there and go to shows there. The one on Franklin. And I think we went to see a show. I think we got some sushi. And then... Um, I tried to make out with her in a dumpster. In a dumpster? <laughs> I was like, we should go in this dumpster and make out. <laughs> and she said... I think it was sort of like a maybe not kind of thing. <laughs> I think it was... I don't. This is edge of memory stuff, but it's stuff mm-hmm. that I'm reminded about a lot. I definitely didn't want to take her to my apartment because I didn't want my roommates to meet her because they, they would make fun of me because like there was this thing where... Everyone was making fun of everyone all the time, like mm-hmm. constantly trolling each other to the point where looking back on it, like, oh, this is significantly unhealthy. The mm-hmm. fact that we would all just be so shitty to each other, like passive aggressively uh-huh. making fun of each other on on Facebook or on MySpace about stuff. How many roommates did you have? At one point, right, this is right before I had two roommates. This mm-hmm. is uh, when I first moved here, I lived in a one bedroom apartment with two other people. Ooh. And that was, but that was a while ago. You know, that was. Yeah. When you're was, like in your 20s, you oh do stupid shit. Yeah. I lived I can, in like a fourth it. floor walk up with five people. And then my room is technically the living room or the dining room. You had to walk through my room to get to someone oh, else's yeah. bedroom. So we were all just always, we had one bathroom. We were always in each other's space. It was mm-hmm. now when I think of it, I get like a headache. I'm like, really? how, how did I live like that? Do you kind of miss it in a way because yes. the community of it? Yeah. I do. 
I could never do it again, but I do miss it mm-hmm. because our rent was $500 a month. Oh my God. Uh, we never locked our door. So like all our friends would just like be in the apartment. It was truly just like a party house. It was great. It's like living on a ship. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. There were no rules. I do miss it, but I can't do it anymore. I couldn't. I When I have to share like a bed in an Airbnb with like adult friends, I'm like, why didn't we get a hotel where we have our own space? Do you like camping a lot? No. <laughs> okay. No, I do not like camping. I didn't think so. I just had to ask. I love being inside. Right. I love air conditioning. I love closing a door to the elements. Do you like camping? I like camping. Yeah. I like backpacking, which is like. The next step where you're just out there with just your everything in your backpack? Oh, no. What if I can, can I convince <laughs> you to go for one night someplace? Um, I, I've been trying to say yes to more things. Okay. So I, yes, I would go for one night. So right. backpacking, you drive to a location. Yeah. And then you the walk car. around to different locations for a bunch of nights. Well, I mean, in this sense of it, you would leave the car, you park it someplace, mm-hmm. you have a backpack filled with everything you need for like a day or two. You okay. hike someplace beautiful. You'd, uh, you'd set up like maybe a tent or if you're in California in the summer, you don't even need a tent. What? Because there's no bugs. There's no rain. But what about bears? There's no bears. Coyotes. Coyotes are probably the least, um, uh, aggressive animal toward humans that of their size. Okay. Like the coyote, I used to be scared of coyotes for real. Mm-hmm. I remember falling asleep one time. We were camping by some hot springs like a few hours north of here. And I go to bed and I see a bunch of eyes <laughs> reflecting from my flashlight up on this hill. So with my buddy who's like a super experienced backpacking mm-hmm. guy. He like doesn't wear shoes sometimes. And he was In like- In the forest? Yeah. Because he's got these massive- He's- He's not a normal person. He's okay. like a granola. Oh, boy. Grizzly Adams kind of dude. Oh, boy. I'm getting itchy just thinking about it. Yeah, he doesn't get itchy. That's <laughs> the thing. He doesn't ever get bitten by anything that bites Really? Me. They just know. They're like, he's our master. I don't even we know. We can't bite him. I, don't, I have no idea. I really don't understand. I want to, want to take like a sample of his blood. What's the difference between camping and backpacking? Well, I suppose camping is more where you're kind of in one place. Uh-huh. Or backpacking, you just have your backpack. And you're kind of moving around ah. from place to place. I mean, I guess that's you could call both. You could call both. We do camping, but I guess camping is like implies you're setting up a camp, mm-hmm. which is super fun. Camping to me involves drinking and it's such an extreme amount of like Bud Light or not Bud Light, probably Coors Light. Mm-hmm. Drinking like an insane amount of Coors Light to the point where I'm so drunk I'm gonna jump over a campfire at one a.m. kind of thing. That's what we did at my best friend Tess's wedding. It was in Portland at this campground where no one told me there was no service. And I was like, what? So I had to send out this like bounce back email that was like, I don't have service. I'm camping. Uh, We got wasted. And they have a picture framed in their house of both of them jumping over a campfire. Oh, my God. It's really cute. So it's not just me. No, it's not (laughs) just you. People love to jump over campfires when they're very, very drunk. It is fun. It's fun to watch. I was like, I'm not going to partake because I'm wearing a wig, and if it goes up in flames, I'm going to be really upset about it. Yeah. I'd be so mad. How did you propose to your girlfriend? Or did she propose to you? I proposed to her. It was pretty cool. We were in Hawaii. Ooh. Uh, went to Maui. And I knew I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know that far in advance, but I knew I wanted to. And I was like... 
this is going to be a good place to do it. So basically, oh man, because it's hard to surprise her. She's really good at like, mm-hmm. um, what do you call it? Finding stuff Sleuthing? out. Sleuthing? Yeah, she's good. Figuring it out? She'll sniff something out. Mm-hmm. So I convinced her to get up in the morning to go, I think it was New Year's Day, maybe. And I convinced her to go out to the beach with me. We're staying at this really nice place mm-hmm. in Hana, which is like the fr- furthest east part of Maui. And we're staying like right on the beach. And I convinced her to go, oh, check, I wanted to show you this thing I found. I got mm-hmm. her to go out to to the beach. And I just, yeah, I proposed with, the, with like a ring I had my brother make out of something because he's a welder because I had a temporary ring. That's cute. It's very cute. Oh, that's, was she surprised and did she cry? She cried and she was very surprised. Aww. I think she was very surprised because she doesn't ever see me nervous. Mm-hmm. And I, she saw me getting nervous. Oh. Yeah. Because it's like. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's, it's not like stand up. No, stand up truly doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Truly. If you have a bad show, it's done. That's it. If you have a great show, it's done. That's it. Or you can also do a thing sometimes where I'm like, oh, I need to beat myself up about this experience. Mm. I've stopped doing that specifically because I was like, who is this helping? Oh, yeah. To harp on a shitty show. And then lately, because I've been touring a lot Mm -hmm. and I've been doing like the same act in different cities. So like I know what works and what doesn't work. And if it's not working with this crowd, I'm like, I don't think it's the material. I think it's you people are in a weird space. Yeah. Uh, so I've written a lot of material about shitty towns I've been in. Yeah, there's so many places that are just, you step into this thing and like, this is this is all you. Mm-hmm. I am bringing the best energy uh-huh. and doing all everything I know that works. And mm-hmm. you guys are just being like, I had, I had the last show I did that where I was, when I kind of thought about that, I was headlining at the what is it? The the improv, not the the draft house in D.C. The oh, one's okay, downtown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was the weekend after Trump got elected. Oh God! And I was just dreading it so much because yeah. it's just like what a place to be. You're in Washington D.C. Yeah, the air was so thick with uh-huh. just uh, you know just such a weird shitty feeling because mm-hmm. people didn't know what to even think at that point. And I had to do these shows, and it wasn't so bad because I could address it. You know, I could talk about mm-hmm. it a lot. But there was just one group of people in the front row. You ever see a group of people where you're like, I cannot imagine how you know each other. <laughs> yeah. They seem like some sort of weird inbred family mm-hmm. kind of thing with like a twin set in there. And yeah. this old white lady with short hair. It's just like this thing where like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh-huh. And they kept talking. They're in the front row. I made fun of them. Mm-hmm. Usually that gets that stops. But they just kept whispering to each other. I'm like, this is fucking, you're insane. Mm-hmm. You people are like, what's that thing, that movie about the people from the hills? Like The, the uh, hills have eyes? Yeah, it's like that kind of thing. But they were in Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. Ugh. Did you kick them out or did they, did you let them just keep talking? I can't even remember. Like some, some, some of the stuff like this, I just block it out. I, mm-hmm. I can't remember anything but the moment. I may have had them k- be kicked out. God, I don't even know. I have people who talk incessantly during my shows and it bothers me to no end it's the most disruptive thing ever yes and it's not even they're not having their own conversations they're shouting things at me so that's okay that's better isn't it it's uh yes and no uh i yes in the hierarchy of having your show interrupted i would say having things shouted at me 
is better because it's like, I'm a fan of yours and I know this about you. I'm going to yell it. But I'm like, please don't. Oh, man. Uh, when I was in Rhode Island, I had this, uh, this couple was just talking. Uh, like, I don't know what about... And I was talking about the movie, uh, what what uh, what men want, mm -hmm. and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, "We want to go see that movie." And I was like, "Do you know what you're seeing right now? Oh Shut my the God. fuck up!" They're I drunk. They're yeah. You should have a bunch of Nerf darts you can throw at people. Oh, I would love it, but you know, there'd be a Vulture article written about how the coal virus salts our crowds. That'd be great. <laughs> I would love a Vulture article about that. Please, Vulture, write an article about me that's. About something I'm doing wrong, I'll take it. Well, Johnny, we have to take a break. Okay. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talked to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors. 
big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And now we're back. Okay, can I ask... When did you know that you wanted to be in a relationship with your now wife? Like a like relationship or get married? No, relationship. Like, what was the oh. thing she did that you were like, this is the person that I want to yeah. be with and the only person I want to be with? That's a tough one. I don't think I knew at a point in time. I think it was more like she wore me down. <laughs> she just didn't go away. Mm-hmm. She didn't go away, even though I was probably such a shit and such like a... Not like a piece of shit, not like a bad person, probably just more like um, flaky and Mm -hmm. just the things that a man does before he knows how to, well, things in hindsight, I'm like, oh man, I was being kind of a dick. I think it was more, she just, she stuck around and also, you know what, she really worked on the relationship Mm -hmm. because I think I was so consumed with comedy stuff Yeah. that... I think you have to have one person who wants to keep the relationship together. Mm-hmm. And it's also a thing where I think, um, gosh, I think it was something where I just got to know her so much more and really like her as a person. So it's something where the, the longer we're together, the more I like her. And when I meet people mm-hmm. like, oh, this is someone who I could be with who's sexy or whatever and interesting. The second they would say more than 10 words, I'd mm-hmm. be, oh, you're so boring. <laughs> Oh, you your voice sounds in a way that is, I cannot imagine having to hear it more mm-hmm. than I am right now. So it's that kind of thing where just the more 
experiences I had with other people, like the potential of that mm-hmm. just instantly become quicker and quicker. Be like, oh, no. I like that. So it wasn't like a thing. It was more mm-hmm. like a gradual just realizing, yeah, I, I couldn't. No one else could handle me mm-hmm. and I couldn't like anyone else. Fair. That kind of thing. Does she do? She doesn't do comedy. No, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the more I'm around comedians, the more I'm like, oh, I don't think I yeah. could have a sustainable relationship with another comedian because we're all just like little broken people trying to oh figure out how to like make ourselves and other people laugh, which is like sociopathic. It truly is. I, but the thing is, she is an artist, though. So there is mm-hmm. like a there's like a corollary. We're able to talk about a lot of stuff because she understands things from a mm-hmm. similar perspective. So I think that is really important. I like that. Do you have any siblings? I have siblings. How many? I have a younger brother and two younger sisters. Are they married or in relationships? Uh, they, uh, my younger brother is in a relationship. He lives with his girlfriend, but they basically they're probably gonna get married sometime soon. Mm-hmm. I think. And I have a sister who I think is engaged. Yeah, she's engaged now, and she lives with her. Fiance. Oh. My other sister is not in a relationship. I have one sister and she is also not in a relationship. Mm. And I think it's like interesting when like all siblings are in relationships and like everyone's married yeah. and there's just like a bunch of kids around. I'm like, I don't think that's ever going to happen for me. I uh, I don't know if my sister will ever get married. And I don't know if I'm ever going to get married. Maybe. Do you want to? Um, I would like to have a partner where I'm with them for a very long time, mm-hmm. kind of like a Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell that's, sitch. See, that's why I feel like I'm in that situation. Mm-hmm. Even though we're technically married. They're not married, are they? I don't think so. Yeah. I feel like we have a similar relationship as the Goldie Hawn. Mm-hmm. I look at that all the time. I reference that all the time. I think it's a good I like way it. to be. They seem like they aren't together out of uh, necessity or mm-hmm. like... I feel beholden to this person. It feels like they're together because they have a lot of fun together. Yeah. And that's all I want. I just want to have fun with somebody for a long time. I think you can do it. Hey, Johnny, thank you so much. I think you can. Thank you. Just got to, I don't know. (laughs) When, uh, here's a question. When did you start touring? Did you start touring before or after you were in this relationship? Oh, um... I guess after, because I was not doing anything when we first met. Mm-hmm. I was just lived here. I think I had, a, I had a normal office job. Oh, okay. So I, I got this TV show early on called Mega Dry. It was an MTV show. Mm-hmm. And I had to travel for almost six months. Damn. Not straight, but I would be out for two weeks. Then um, be home for like two or three days. Mm-hmm. For about six months, it was a travel show Oof. for MTV. And that was a lot of stress in the relationship because I don't think – she knew how to handle that. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know how to handle it either. But we did it. And there was a lot of fighting, a lot of like, a lot of crap. It was really, sometimes I was like, this is ridiculous. Why mm-hmm. are you pissed? I couldn't call you. I was in some place that I don't even know the name of. We're mm-hmm. so out in the middle of driving some truck with a redneck guy. <laughs> like I, I literally shit outside today because mm-hmm. I had to. And so- like there's that thing where she would be like, well, how come you didn't call? How come you didn't text kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Or I'd be, yeah, I am partying with the crew. We're, we every, After every shoot, we get wasted because it was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So it was that thing of – there is a thing where you have to – I don't know. You have to figure out how to um, be okay with someone else having fun without you. 
Yeah, I think that's a super hard thing. It's super hard, and I still difficult. I still struggle with it, but mm-hmm. now I'm kind of like, I feel like getting married helped a lot because I realized, hey, I'm priced in. I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I like you. Yes, I might party a ton, but I'm definitely not going to stay party. Mm-hmm. I was asking because I feel like a lot of male comedians have chuckle fuckers or women oh, yeah. who throw themselves at them. Do you encounter that? Uh, I have encountered it, yeah. Um, and it's something where it's it's very flattering, mm-hmm. but it's also something where I just I don't find it that interesting. Fair. I like the novelty of it. It's very, like I said, it's flattering. It's cool mm-hmm. to have that. Oh, yeah, thank you. That's really nice to th- to know that, that I was even doing anything. I wasn't doing anything to make you think I want to be with you, but you mm-hmm. have this reaction. But yeah, it's like the thing I was saying before where I just, I have no interest in it because it's just, it's just such a dead end. Mm-hmm. But she definitely, there's definitely been a lot of issues with that. What's the wildest thing someone has done or said to you to like throw themselves at you? Jesus Christ. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just a lot of like people saying, hey, will you marry me? Oh. Stuff like that. Or people... I'm thinking there's nothing been wild, like crazy, oh, okay. no rock star kind of stuff. All right. I don't think comedians get that. At least this comedian does not get it. The Fair. The whole, oh my God. I don't know. Does that happen anymore? Um, I feel like some comics have like, well, I mean, he's not a comedian, but Wes on this yeah. show that I'm on nailed it. He gets ladies in his DMs that are just like, I want to suck your dick dry. Oh. Just like shit like that. I think maybe I put out a thing where people don't want to do that because they know I would hate them. Fair. Because there's something where I don't know. I've had a couple bands open for me because I'm like a, I like I'm a I've been really into music for a long time, like mm-hmm. just hardcore, uh, like collector and stuff like that. So I have a lot of I have like a lot of like younger hipster fans who mm-hmm. are really into music, like hipster kids, and I've had them open for me on different shows like if they have a band mm-hmm. and I experienced this one time I left the room and my friend Michelle was uh, doing the show with me and she was in the room the green room after I left and she said they were all acting they were talking about me like in a way that I, I'm like how do how do I put out this energy to where I'm like this some sort of ruthlessly what do you call it when someone who's like like a taste master like yeah, oh like that's stupid maker. that's dumb that's not cool that's mm-hmm. lame they were like, oh, my God, I hope I didn't say something stupid in front of them. They were saying that around her. And I don't, I don't feel like I put off a vibe where I would, would be, be like, oh, you're, you're a dork, mm-hmm. you're dumb. I feel like the opposite where, hey, man, thanks you so much. I love you. Really appreciate you. This is so cool. Don't worry about your performance. Just have fun. I think anytime someone puts anyone on a pedestal, yeah. they're like, I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to say something that's going to make them go, Oh, you fucking lame loser. So you like just start internalizing and going like a little crazy. Exactly. I don't, I, I felt like that kind of attitude that they were exhibiting probably is maybe, I don't know, to someone who is a chuckle fucker. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I did a guest spot on this show and one of the PAs was like walking me back to my trailer or whatever. And she was like, you're very nice. And I was like, what? (laughs) She was like, you're a very nice person. And I was like, oh, uh, are other people not nice? She's like, 
A lot of people are very mean and uh, you're very easy to talk to. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I saw some people at Disneyland the other day who recognized me and they wanted mm-hmm. to have a picture. They were super like wine drunk in the day. Mm-hmm. They were really nice, but they were definitely, you know, that kind of effusive drunk. And we took a picture and they talked to them for a few minutes and they're like, they kept apologizing. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. It's fine. It's okay. We're just here. I'm sitting here having a wine too, waiting mm-hmm. to go someplace else. And as they were leaving, I heard the girl, one of the girls say, oh my God, he was so nice. It's like, I did nothing. I just was basically, <laughs> I was civil. I yeah. was civil. I took a picture. I didn't do anything. Over, all I did was just be a normal person. I think sometimes people are mean. I do do one mean thing. Uh, this lady came up to me the other day and she was like, hey, were you in that show? And I just went, I don't know. <laughs> I've done that. I don't want to do the work for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. People will say to me, hey, uh, what do I know you're from? It's like, yep. I don't fucking know I what you've know. watched. Truly don't know. Like, come on. What do I know you're from? I, I have no idea what it is that you watch. It could be this. It could be that. Mm-hmm. But that's if I'm being like, I'm a tired little. Yeah. If I'm tired, I truly yeah. am not going to. Actually, if I'm not tired, I'm not doing the work. Because then it's just, anytime I've ever done it, I'll say, nailed it. And they'll go, No. I go, okay, girl code? No. Oh. Uh, the Daily Show. That's it. I'm not Dulce Sloan. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's even worse. Uh, yeah, it's uh, people are fun, and I love yeah. it. But they're idiots everywhere. They are idiots. So you didn't have to do uh, online dating at all? Uh, no. You are so fucking lucky. Oh, I, I know how. I'm so lucky it's ridiculous. My God, it is truly just a hot it's a nightmare. fucking mess. I can't imagine the nightmare. Ugh, it is truly the bane of my existence. Because you have to, like, take time out of your day to swipe and look at these fucking yeah. idiots. And then you have to talk to these idiots. And everyone's misrepresenting themselves. Yes. And then if you're on Raya, everyone's a DJ. God. I want you to look at my Tinder and tell me if it's good. I love, there's nothing I love more in this world than looking at people's Wait, tender. really? Because I've never done it. Oh, yeah. I've never had one. It's, it's the idea, looking at it, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's so novel to me, you to look at a Tinder profile. Okay, here you go. It makes me want to have one just for fun. You don't want one. Okay, so you got to describe okay. what you see. Okay, I see one picture, but it looks really like a cool picture. Thank you. It's just, you look cool. Thank it's you. Clearly, you're on a you're on a set. I can tell that though. Oh, I like this dress. This is a really cool dress. Thank you. Different haircut. You're, oh, is you holding a giant dildo? I just realized that. <laughs> That's funny and sexy. Thank you. Cute dog. This Shades. Dog? Yep. Funny again, and you're showing every. Are you showing your body? I try not to misrepresent yeah. myself. I mean, I don't know what to say other than this seems like it would be great, like perfect. Thank you. Because I would say like, oh, I know exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. Right now, my profile, the part that you write in says, definitely a thought, the happiest out there. I'm tired of dumpster people. I really like to have all the fun, like all of it. And uh, I truly have not been getting very many people, except for this one man named Hamish. Ooh, is he foreigner? I don't know. Is that an Irish name? A Scottish name? Hamish? I think he might be 
Indian? I don't want to assume. Okay. But uh, so he we matched last year mm-hmm. and he opened up with, what up, Buttercup? I did not respond. Then he said, you're gorgeous. Just had to tell you. And I did not respond. That, uh, did you not respond because those are bad things to say? No, I just looked through his profile and okay. I didn't love it. What don't you love about it? Let's see. He has a picture of him on The Price is Right. For whatever reason, I just didn't like that. And then a picture with him and a bunch of broy looking dudes at a wedding. See the broy thing, I can see that being an immediate turnoff. Yeah, I was like, if your friends are broy, yeah, that means you're a little broy, and I like a little sensitive boy. Uh, and then he said, "Hey, ha ha ha," and then he said, "Very sexy new pictures, by the way." And then he wrote, "Hey, ha ha ha," and then the "Hey, this ha ha ha" to no response. Yes. See, that's a bad sign already. March twenty fifth, two thousand eighteen. And then we head into this year, June 17th is the last interaction. And you never responded? I've never responded, but uh, I guess maybe he's just trying to wear me down. I guess so. And maybe I'll respond. I think a lot of people do the wear you down strategy and it kind of works. I think it works for It works the other way around. It works for men. Maybe. I don't know. Have you tried wearing someone down? Oh, I've tried to wear so many people down. Uh, and then it uh, yeah. it doesn't ever really work out in my favor. Well, you mean like, did you get a date out of it? Oh, I mean, I don't really try to wear anyone down for a date. It's after we've been on a date, after we've dated for a little bit, and they're like, eh, uh, you're not for me. I'm like, but are you sure? So they said Come you're not on. for me? Hmm? They've said you're not for me, or they sort of like implied it by uh, Well, there distance. was one time where I was dating this dude, we dated for like maybe two, three months. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how long it was. But then he was just like, eh, it was really great getting to know you, but um, I think I'm done. And I was like, okay. But then Got I like it. kept texting and being like, come on, don't you want to just like hang out? So then we would like hang out. And then like it wasn't romantic. And then I was like, I don't think I want this, but I also really like male attention. Did you guys hook up at all in that period? Not after he was like, not for me. Did you not try to hook up? Well... You know when someone doesn't want to. Okay. So I didn't want to, like, force my kisses on him. I don't but know. Uh, I would just kind of, like, bat my eyes when he dropped me off, and then he'd be like, bye. I was like, okay. And then we did that for a couple months. My whole thing is always, what I always tell guy friends is the idea of putting someone on ice. Okay. That always seems to work. And I don't that know. That means, like, not contacting them for a while? Yeah, doing something where... You, that's what I used to do all the time to great effect mm-hmm. was basically hooking someone in and then icing them specifically and then sort of going back in after I iced them. Oh, boy. It's manipulative. It's very manipulative. But at the same time, I think that you have to be somewhat manipulative because if you think about it, it is a game. And if you're going to play a game with someone and it's going to work between you, mm-hmm. if they can't play back to the game that you're playing, then it's probably not a good sign. That they're probably not a good match. Mm-hmm. So I think if someone does play this sort of game with you, it only intensifies the, uh, what do you call it, romantic spark? The spark or the connection yeah, or whatever. Yeah, because you're flirting kind of mm-hmm. in a way. And it's also a thing where I think it's attractive, so I'm told, <laughs> <laughs> Was told many, many years ago, it's attractive if you are, you don't want to date someone who doesn't have anything else to do. You want to have, you want to date someone who's got other things going on. Mm -hmm. So they're not, even though you may be pining over someone, it helps you 
because, oh, I have something to do, so I'm not always thinking about, oh, oh what about her? Mm-hmm. So you don't have that type of thing going on. So it has like that, it's like that effect of helping make the stronger attraction, and it also helps you be less um, obsessive. Okay. So I have a date coming up. Right. So after the date, I should not text him, right? Well, I'll say this. This is my other advice. Okay. If you don't want to fuck someone on the first date, I think you probably shouldn't be with them. I I fully agree with you on that. I fuck everybody on the first date. Specifically because, like, if you're bad at it, I kind of want to know up front. Yeah. Also, that's such a chemistry thing. Yes. Chemistry, sexual chemistry matters People people undervalue it like crazy. Because mm-hmm. you can always go back to that. Yes. You can always go back to that. Even if you like, hate each other. <laughs> it's like, well, we don't hate each other that much because I want to fuck we'll you. still fuck. So, yeah, if you fuck on the first date and then, jeez, oh, I don't know then. That's a tough one. What you would do in terms of like to do whatever it is I've just described? I guess. Okay. So I'm going to go on a date with him. I'm going to fuck him. And then I'm not going to text him because I'm going to put him on ice. Yeah. And then he's going to want to text me. And then then we'll get married. And then it'll be perfect. Maybe not. (laughs) Don't want it. You don't want it. Okay. That is so hard for me. Just have to do it. That's what makes it good, though, is if it's so... If you don't text him for a couple of days, even if you don't text him back, be text, hey, what's up? Just fucking let him stew. Let him stew in it. Oh boy, that'll that he'll be that'll work. All right, I think it does work with certain people, and if it does work, if it doesn't work, then it's okay. But if it does work, it means it works. All right. So it's like that. I don't know how to describe what that's called. Mm, uh, whatever. I think if you do it, I think it will work. All right, because it I'm would generate attractiveness it. in the sense that it's that whole absence makes the heart grow fonder kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's honestly a tactic I have uh, never tried. You never tried that? Nope. I cannot not text. It's going to work. I cannot not be like, hi, excuse me, what is going on? You know what you should do? What? After you fuck him, block him. <laughs> Wait, is this like real advice that you're giving me? Yes. <laughs> block him? Block his number. Oh my God. That would work great because then he's going to get the green bubble if he's an iPhone person. Uh-huh. He's going to get the fucking green bubble and then it's going to be a thing where he's going to be like, oh, fuck. He's really going to start thinking about it. <laughs> and all I have to say is – all I have to say was this. You say, oh, I was working or – I mean if you put your phone on – on let's say you meditate. You put your mm-hmm. phone on airplane. You get a green bubble. Oh, this is it. This is it right oh, here. You boy. block him all for right. a day and a half. Okay. Ooh, but you know what? This is a this is a real Jedi shit here because you might not get those texts if you block them. You won't get those texts if you block them. So you might not even know if you did text. In which case, you won't have any way to know if you have anything to respond to. Yeah, because if I block him, yeah, you don't get the text. This is gonna have to be a thing where you're gonna have to just be really, really uh, self control is gonna have to be. All right. I think if you do it, you will be rewarded. All right, Johnny. I'm going to do it. I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to do it. Okay. And I will let you know how it works out. I would like to know, honestly. Okay. Because uh, this is this is the only um, – I don't have any – I don't get to experience this at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I delight so much in being able to give people – the few times I get to do give, give someone advice on mm-hmm. dating, 
if it, I get to hear about it, I'm like, oh, wow, really? Have you ever given advice that has worked out for that person? Um, I think I have. It's been a while, though, because I think a lot of the people I know are perennial daters or they Ooh, what's are. What's that word? Like they're just always dating. Oh, okay. They're just never in a relationship mm-hmm. or they are in a relationship. Because that's the thing. If you're in a relationship, it's really hard to hang out with people who have like, um, you know, have like a Tinder date. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, uh, sometimes I just, like, I don't want to be around this person you're trying out. Because I have to deal with their fucking unique brand of bullshit. <laughs> like, don't bring them to my house. Mm-hmm. I would be so insulted if someone brought, like, someone they just met to my house. Yeah. Like, that's, it's like you don't think enough of me to get to know this person before you spring them on me. I've had people do that a bunch. And no. Yeah, this person is, he he doesn't know, he's oblivious. Mm. But he's, it's not, it's not a good thing to do. I feel like men do that more than women because women are like, well, got to figure out if he's going to murder me first. Yeah. That's taken a couple months. Well, now we're four months in. I guess I'll bring him around my friends. Yeah, you definitely have significantly higher stakes. Yeah. It's crazy how much I've learned that, how slow I was to learn that. Oh, it's because no one tells men that. No one tells us. No one tells them that, uh, like, uh, forcing a lady to hug them isn't cool or like, yeah. uh, like, if you stare at a lady, you might make her uncomfortable. It's really strange the way we don't teach anybody anything about how to live right. as an adult. It's also a thing if you're not, like, naturally sort of creepy or shitty. Mm-hmm. You don't learn that because you haven't done the things. Because a lot of times people will learn, like, hey, don't do that. Like, oh, mm-hmm. really? I'm sorry. I'm 19. I didn't know mm-hmm. I was being a creep. And you learn. But then if you don't, if you don't get that at a certain age... You think it's, it's okay. You think it's okay, or you have never done it, so you don't know it's not mm-hmm. okay. It's like you're both just two ships passing in the dark who mm-hmm. don't. Yeah, when some uh, some comedian, a friend of mine who's a female, she was telling me about, she's a female, um, how she has to get walked, escorted back to the hotel, mm-hmm. and the, the comedy club can definitely not announce where she's staying or say, like, mm-hmm. accommodations provided by. She's like, no, you can't fucking say that because no. men are – I just – Insane. I, I can't believe how creepy men are sometimes. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like I am uh, like a part of a like – a, you know how there's two types of raccoons? <laughs> no, I did not know. Well, raccoons are slowly becoming two different species. There's what? raccoons that live in the wild and there's raccoons that live in the city. <gasps> really? Because they've been divided for so long, the gene pool is starting to split. Oh. So they're developing – like different, they're almost separate species. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel sometimes when I hear about how creepy some guys have been. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm like, how can you think that is even remotely okay to do that? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's like I did it once and nobody said anything, so I guess I'll do it again. Yeah, yeah. like when I'm on the road, I do not tell anyone where I'm staying. I, someone from the club has to drive me back to the hotel. Yeah. Uh, I don't really go out at night in a town unless it's a city. Right. Like, uh, if it's like Detroit, Austin, like those places, that's fine. But like, if I'm in Spokane, Washington, I don't know what the people are like there. I don't know if this city is big enough for like, if I get into trouble that someone will help me. Yeah. And the people, the whole, the whole following things was, that's really creeps me out. Mm-hmm. Cause it's the, the idea of, you think this is going to work? Yeah. Okay, That's you're going to follow a woman to the point where, uh-huh. look, you put in the miles, buddy. <laughs> you're in. Well, 
What, your Fitbit's at what, a thousand steps after me? Work <laughs> into my bedroom it. and yeah, we'll work out some more of them calories. I'll fuck you. Yeah, I've never wanted to fuck a dude who's been like creepy or following me around or anything like that. Oh man, my wife gets it bad too. Really? She doesn't like to go out that much because of it. That she, sucks so much. She had a crazy Russian mortician who followed her around CVS for like a half hour. Holy shit. She thought she thought she was Russian. She mm-hmm. looks kind of Russian, right? And um, she's half Mexican, but she looks Russian. Mm-hmm. The guy was just, I gave her her card. He's like some guy in his 50s. Mm-hmm. Like, please, whatever you want, whatever you want for anything. Ugh. Please, please. Like begging her. That's so fucking oh. gross. If someone says no, you just like move the fuck on. Oh, that sucks so much. I hate that yeah. she doesn't like to go out because like that sucks. She even, even in the Starbucks drive through, she gets. Stuff from dudes who work at Starbucks. Really? Yeah, she told me about something the other day where this dude was rude to her over the intercom, but then when she pulled up to the window, he kept calling her, like, Yes, my love. What the fuck is wrong with you? That's so shitty. That's like some doughy fuckboy is saying this shit to her. Ugh, that sucks. Yeah. Women have to deal with so much trash. Johnny, we've come to a point where. I ask all my guests this. Would you date me? Yes. Ooh, what a treat. Thank you. I can't, but I would. Thank you. I appreciate that. Sometimes people are hard no, but that's okay. That's their truth. But maybe they're playing game. Oh. Maybe they're saying no because they're, you know? They're saying no, so then I start thinking about it. Yeah. And then we meet later, and they're like, actually, it's a yes. And then I'm like, oh, my God. Johnny, do you have anything you want to promote? Absolutely. Tell tell them. <laughs> tell them. You can see me on tour coming up. You can find all the dates on johnnypemberton.dog. Yes, that's my website. Uh, Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Iowa, Philadelphia, New York, D.C., and I think maybe uh, Baltimore. Check it out. Damn. All in July. You're going everywhere. I'm doing it. You're going to be very tired by August. I will be, but I look forward to that tired. I like that. JohnnyPemberton.dog. Or you can go to Instagram, Johnny underscore Pemberton, and I will also be posting dates and ticket links for those events. Do you got Twitter? I'm on Twitter, but you know, I just- You don't really post- Twitter is just, Twitter is kind of like, it's just trash now. Bad? It's not good? Yeah, Twitter is- It's very bad. Yeah. Uh, if you like this episode of Oh, I Want You Date Me, you can subscribe. You can rate it five stars. If you send me something nasty, I will read it out loud. This is from a nice friend who said, while you're near Seattle, I'd love to blow a straw full of molly into your ass and eat it out like a rabid raccoon wow. in the dumpster behind the buffet, followed by you riding my face until you break it like you did that toilet in Chicago. What a highly specific thing to say. Uh, it's very fetishy. <laughs> it is. Um, so my question is, is by blowing that molly dust into your ass, is he going to get high or is he going to let it sit there for a second so you can get some of it? And then he'll lick up what doesn't get absorbed. <laughs> like, what's go- who's going to get the most high? I think they get the most high because they don't have to absorb through my bloodstream. And I think that would take a long time. Well, if you shot it into your asshole, that's oh. the thinnest blood blood barrier. Oh, so I guess I would get pretty pretty high. If you shot it into your, like, you know, past your rectum, if you shot uh-huh. it in there, past your anus, you would get, it might fuck you up like that. Ooh. Hey, my friend, I'm into it. 
Uh, this is from a person. It says, hello, Nicole. Ooh, baby Nicole. I want to shove a can of whipped cream in your big, beautiful cheeks and have you clench them real hard until the whipped cream spurts out onto my face, which is very, very nice. Uh, this person said, shard on my face. Eh, I don't think I could do that. Well, how is this? Isn't a shard all about perception? I think a shard is when you fart too hard and you shit a little bit. Okay. I thought of, but it's like a thing where you think you're farting. Yes. And then you, a little bit of poop comes out. So you couldn't really shard into someone's face unless you were like, oh, fart in my face with the, with the possibility of it being shit. Yes. And I think I have to try it over and over again until a little poop came out. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not like really sharding all the time. I'm just, a, I'm like a purely sharder. Oh yeah? Pretty much. I don't even fart because it's like, well, yeah, well, we, don't, we don't know what's going to happen. I got to release a little bit of shit. Yeah. Fair. Well, fart- thanks, Johnny, so much for being here. Thank you for we having gotta me. We got to end on the sharding talk. Outstanding. Okay, go see Johnny on tour. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been a Team Coco production. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.